Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Cold Shower Podcast. Uh, we're going to do it a little bit differently today. So, Big Bro, maybe I should have had you do that do that intro. You could still do one if you want. Um, but you came to me with the idea of just kind of asking me a few questions as we hit the, the 100 episode mark a couple of weeks ago. And I think this will be our 101st episode. And just kind of saying, hey, dude, let's lay out for people what those last 100 episodes looked like, what life has looked like. And you came up with some, some good things that you wanted to ask. So thanks for being here and thanks for offering to do this, man. Welcome to the Cold Shower Podcast. I'm your host. No. Thank you, Taylor. I'm excited. Congratulations to you for 100 episodes. Um, that is not an easy thing to do, that type of consistency, that type of longevity. And as I listened to your most recent episode on 100, and I was reflecting on all of the episodes that you've done, and I may be biased, but I like hearing you speak. And uh, so as I was listening to that last episode, and I said, man, we got to we gotta give the people what they want. I know I wanted at least, I want more of a, an inside scoop on what is going on with cold shower. I want to know what are some of those takeaways that you've learned over the years doing all of these interviews and episodes. I was listening, you know, you had, you've had amazing, yes, amazing, right? You have had people that have sailed across the ocean. You have had people who have struggled with uh, abuse and depression. You have had people that have, you know, really entrepreneur minds, right? Who have, you know, gone with just this idea and have created an entire living out of it. Um, you've talked about some hard hitting topics, right? From a marriage episode that had me almost teary eyed because it was mom and dad on there to talking about uh, the social, the racial injustice that's going on in our society. You've talked about the pandemic. You've talked about religion. There's so many different things that you've gotten into in a hundred episodes. And I'm not even talking about half of them as, as I list some of these. So as, as you've done a hundred episodes, what has been the biggest surprise since you started Cold Shower Podcast? You know, I think the biggest surprise has just been like my own growth. And, and it's strange that that's a surprise because that was literally why I started it. But I think that was something that I, I hoped would happen, but I had kind of thought that, that eventually I would just mature to this point where there wasn't, <laughs> there wasn't any more growth to have happen. I would talk to, have talked to so many interesting people that maybe that would have stopped. And then I would become this person that was filled with all the wisdom that anybody ever needed. And I could have these, these conversations and people would just, would just benefit. And in, in some ways that has become true. I have, I have grown a lot and I have um, been able to shape the way that I think about things and, and think with more nuance. Um, but at the same time, like the growth hasn't stopped and every single person that I talk to, whether it's about more serious subjects or less serious subjects, I just learned so much from them. And so I think it's just been that opportunity for this unlimited growth, as long as you're open to it and it, and it, you don't have to be someone with a podcast as long as you're just open to having conversation and giving people room to speak, then that is open to you as well. And so that's been something that, yes, I wanted it, but I'm still surprised by how apparent it's been, I guess. When you started Cold Char Podcast, you obviously had a vision and you've shared a little bit of that just now, but has it been what you hoped? In a lot of ways, it has been what I hoped but there's also been, you know, disappointments too. And I think that, you know, we'll get to some of those disappointments, but what I hoped is that I would just continue to be motivated enough to provide these conversations for people. And you can do that, but you cannot force people to sit down and listen to it. And so maybe that's tied in with the disappointment of, I don't have this huge listenership that I had originally wanted when I set out, that could still happen. Um, but that's also been part of the evolution is not so much worrying about that and just being okay with just the process of providing these conversations for people 
And then they'll always be out there. Like they'll be there. And if they need to stumble across that type of information, then I'll trust that, trust that they do. And if it can help them in any way. And so, yeah, it has been what I've hoped, but that doesn't mean that there haven't been uh, disappointments. So we can talk about that too. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's all relative of what is, you know, a lot of listeners or how many, what were some of your hopes, but, you know, realistically, there are quite a few people that listen to your podcast, right? I was doing some research on podcasting, especially when I started my, my basketball podcast for coaches. And so that like 90% of podcasts in the world don't even have 10, you know, ratings slash, you know, listers consistently. I mean, and so it's, it's a, you're above and beyond in a lot of ways, what many podcasts are, are doing, but let's stay on that subject. What has been, you know, one of the disappointments that you've had with the podcast? I think a lot of the disappointments that I might have for it are rooted. And I, I don't know, they might be rooted in something that's, that's me expecting too much out of people. Um, But I remember when I first was rolling around this idea of starting a podcast and um, my first couple episodes, I would just get message after message from people. And this was just starting out. People that were wanting to discuss the episode I just did. People that were wanting to share what they thought about it. People that were just like, man, I can't believe that you're actually going through with this. This is so awesome. And eventually, even though your listenership either grows or stays about the same, those stop coming in. And it's due to two things. One is people don't owe you those messages constantly. That's, they don't, they just don't. Um, if they want to listen to it, they can. That doesn't mean that they have to then rehash and, and, and pat you on the back every single time that you put one out. And so kind of coming to that realization, but then also it becoming very clear that as I dug into deeper topics and things that made people more uncomfortable, they did stop listening. And those are the people that I know needed to hear the messages the most. And you can only do so much, but it's that constant, you know, back and forth between, you know, Hey man, what, like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm having these conversations, I'm making the information available. And now I have these people that maybe they reached out and they're like, you know, I didn't really agree with the, the view that you, the stance that you took, or I didn't agree with your guest on, that thing regarding racial injustice or whatever it might be. Um, I, I probably lost that person for the next episode. And that's really sad because those are the ones that need that type of information. And so those are the disappointments that I think, um, you know, have kind of hit me, hit me the most, but again, reiterating people never owe you listenership. So you can continue to do a good job. They never owe you that. Uh, and just keeping that in mind, I think as people, you know, might think about starting a podcast or a blog or whatever it is. People don't owe you that, uh, but it shouldn't be a reason not to continue to to put out good work. Do you think that just because somebody listens to an episode and they don't agree, right? It wasn't a waste though, right? No, it wasn't a waste. Um, I don't think so. And it was actually... Like what, I, what I mean by that is even to that specific listener who they listened to it. They didn't like it. They're not going to listen to the next episode because they're a little upset at you. In my mind, they still listened to that one and they felt strongly enough about it that they're not going to listen to the next one, which tells me you have them thinking, right? They're, you know, I, I don't think that you're going to always come out with an episode or, or in life in general, if we say something and we're just going to turn somebody from, you know, one perspective to the next, but what you're doing is getting the wheels turning. And so maybe the next time that that person comes across a similar uh, conversation, they're going to think twice about it because of what they heard on your show. Yeah. And I was actually going to just say like, I think it was three, four months ago, um, I was talking with mom and dad and it was at the time where I think like everybody had these shared feelings of like, what is going on? What is happening in our lives, in our country, in the world really? And I was just talking with them like, okay, here we are. This was a socially distanced 
porch sit and I'm putting masks on when I'm having to go visit my parents and as I, as I should be. And we're sitting out on the deck and I'm just like in the middle of having done probably five to 10 episodes on racial injustice. And I'm worn out from those conversations. And I'm worn out by the things that I was seeing on social media where you have a lot of people that are just, you know, brushing away its existence, um, are focusing on things that I thought were much less important, uh, guilt tripping people, all these different things. And then you have COVID going on. Um, I didn't know what my financial situation was going to be in the short term future. And I was just talking to him like, mom, dad, I'm starting to really hate people right now. Like I just am. And, and it's really easy to do that. If you go on Facebook and you just, you just look at what people are posting and they probably think the same thing about you is I just I hate that person. And I didn't ever want to get to that point because that's why I started these conversations was to, to bring people together and provide information. And so I'm like on the verge of tears because I'm just like so worn out. Like I feel like I have this noble cause and no one is noticing and it's making zero difference in the world. And dad just said, dude, you're planting seeds and you can't measure that type of thing. You know, when you're planting a seed and you're giving someone a little bit of information or something to think about, they might respond in a negative way. They might respond by turning off your podcast but that doesn't mean that you haven't at least given them something to think about that might bring them back around or might provide a point of reference if they're ever um, like approached with a similar conversation in their life. And so that was a bit of a turning point for me. So thank you, mom and dad for that. They've been our biggest supporters forever. Um, was I was like in the pits, like either I was going to stop the podcast or I was going to start really just railing against people and, and being on the edge of like calling them idiots and saying, we got to get our shit together. Like this is, this is crazy. And I was able to, after they, they kind of call me down and told me that little bit about, Hey, you're still planting seeds no matter what. Um, you know, I was able to take a step back and reevaluate and I think become refreshed in a lot of ways. You know, every day you have essentially a bag of seeds, right? And it's your job as a person, if you're trying to make a positive impact in the world, that that bag of seeds is empty every single day. You know, and when you wake up the next day, you get another full bag and it's, it's your responsibility and how you want to sow those seeds, plant those, those seeds. And we all have different ways that we can go about doing that. And, you know, dad was right on, right on the money. He's really good at that type of thing. He's really good at bringing some perspective when, when things are, are difficult. He always, he also knows how to like, you just be like, all right, man, just let it go. Let it out. <laughs> you know, say, say your piece. Um, what are some of the biggest learning experiences that you've, you've had throughout the podcast? I think the biggest things are just understanding that your future and these plans that you might have, they're not going to go the way that you always think that they are. And, and this is at a time where we have incredible access to entrepreneurs that are basically like laying out in, in video format or podcast format or blog format, like how they got from point A to point B. And we all want to be at the point B with them. So I don't care who it is. You could take your favorite entrepreneur and you literally want to shadow everything that that person has done. And they might've laid it like all of it out for you. You're still not going to follow that exact path. And for me, I was seeing all these people that were, were turning podcasts into their full-time thing. And I was like, you know, what? I'm just as smart. I'm just as open as those people. Um, I'm able to have effective conversations just as much, if not, more than those people are, this is going to be a piece of cake. Like I found my calling and now the dollar bills are just going to roll in. And that was so far from the truth. And I'd heard people even say that like, no, podcasting is not going to be just this, this one way ticket to you being able to turn it into a full-time thing. Um, and despite hearing all that, 
I was like, yeah, but I think I'm going to be the rule to the, or the exception to the rule because I have this innate talent and no, it's, it's still, it's still not true. And so that was, that was kind of the biggest thing is just having to, having to maneuver that and still remaining passionate, despite it not being a super lucrative thing, remaining passionate enough about, you know, your mission to continue to put that stuff out and into the world. You've always had a, a heart for others and you've always been a curious person. And so the the podcast has been a really good fit for you. And I think, you know, one of the, the mistakes is in life in general, we all do this, is we look at podcasting, for example, and say, well, it's only successful if it becomes my job. Right. And that's not the case. Like the podcast is the podcast. It's something that you're, you're passionate about and how should money tie into the fact that you feel fulfilled by it or not? It shouldn't, right? Yeah, it shouldn't. Um, it's great if you can obviously turn it into something. So whether that's even gaining small time sponsorship, so can you make a couple hundred bucks a month to at least make up for the time that you're spending? Like, yeah, that's totally possible. We don't need to be sponsored by these huge companies and get 30 to $50,000 a month from our episodes to make it a success. But you have to, I think, yeah, have been so passionate about uh, the messaging and the initial reason why you started that you continue to do it. Even as you, you see the, the options of money coming along with that kind of uh, not slipping away. Like they're still always there. Uh, but realizing that that's not going to happen in the way that, that maybe you thought it was and that it can still provide you opportunities to branch out and find success in, in other areas, which has been my journey, but to just continue to keep producing the content, I think is really important. And and why I like to do it is because even though I'm now in business for myself and we'll talk about it is that this is always kind of that reference point. And I, and I made it very clear from the very beginning of like, man, there's some people that I know I will eventually get in business with that if they went back and heard some of my stances on things, they probably would, would stop. They would, they would end the contract. And I have to be okay with that because this is such a part of my life. And I'm so passionate about helping people and providing information for people that I've just had to get really comfortable with that. Now I can, I can draw a really, a pretty clear line and say, yeah, that is my outlet that stuff will not be bleeding over into my business relationship with you. And then I'll let that person kind of decide for themselves uh, if they're okay with that or not. But still, it's not going to prevent me from saying the things that I say on this podcast. Biggest positive from the podcast. And I got to say, it's uh, been the people that I've met and had conversations with so many people. I, and I make this joke at some of my like entrepreneurs meetings and stuff is that, I meet these people under the guise of getting them on my podcast and we kind of promote one another. And really all I'm trying to do is just make new friends. And that's really been the case is that so many of the people that I've gotten on the show, a lot of them were already friends, but there have literally been people that I met for the first time that have come on my show that are now some of my best friends in the world. And that has been without a doubt, the best, the absolute best part of this podcast is the people that I get to meet. I second, I second that. I mean, that's, that's an awesome thing. And with my basketball coaching podcast, I've met some really cool people or been able to connect um, deeper with, with some of those friendships and relationships. It, it, it does make a big difference because that's a cool thing about a podcast is for 30 minutes, for an hour, whatever it might be, you're having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody. And although you're putting it out publicly for anyone to listen to, there's something different about, you know, being across the table from someone or being able to look at somebody on a Zoom call and you record um, that really does help foster friendship and, and relationship. Um, how does Cold Shower, the podcast, tie into some of the other things that you've been doing, right? With the, with the website, Cold Shower Media, Cold Shower Goods. Yeah, a lot of that is just kind of the evolution of this whole operation. And so I started out with the podcast 
And then I saw that, oh, okay, sponsorships aren't just going to roll in. Maybe I should have thought of that at the beginning when I didn't even realize how to get sponsorships. You think that they're going to happen, but you don't really know how. Um, and so then I was like, I need to supplement this in some way. And I, I spent a lot of money on all this equipment and I was okay with that because I knew that this was not going to be like 90% of the podcasts out there where you don't even get past the 13th episode. There's some crazy statistic about that. So for me, I was like, well, I'm darn sure going to do more than 13 episodes. I'll buy the microphones. I'll buy the equipment and kind of back myself into a corner, force myself to, to have to continue to participate in this thing. And so I was like, this is expensive. How can I supplement this in some way and kind of try to offset the cost? So I was like, oh, another thing that I've always loved is clothing. And I was like, you mean I can go and design my own shirts and my own hats and print them out and sell them to people? And so that was how the cold shower goods thing started. And that's what I actually, my first website was called was cold shower goods because I thought that was going to be the main moneymaker was to have a online marketplace and these. And so the podcast was then, while it was still my initial driving force, it was um, just a tab on that website. And then the same thing happens that happened with the podcast. You get a ton of people that are just like, dude, these t-shirts are going to be so awesome. I'm definitely buying one in each color. Um, keep, keep them coming. Like, let me know, put me first on the list for your pre-order. And then, Oh, as soon as like you ask for the payment that they just stop responding or the reason that you selected a certain design is because you had four or five people that reached out and were like, that would be so sick. I definitely want one. And then they're nowhere to be found once you actually print the shirts. And so that's the other thing that people need to realize too, is like until people really, until you have a, a large enough audience to really support something like that, it might not be the best thing to, to be going and buying, you know, a bunch of inventory. And I didn't get stuck too bad in that. I tried to operate mostly from a pre-order, which would be I gather up the orders, collect the payment, and then get them printed and sent out. Uh, but that's also just, you know, I was kind of just breaking even. And I was okay with that too, uh, looking back on it now, because it kind of gave people uh, something they could see and feel um, that they can always relate back, relate back to me. But that's how the cold shower goods thing started. And then after that, that was so much work packaging and sending things basically to break even that, you know, I changed my website just to cold shower podcast. And I was offering speaking engagements. Like I wanted to do live podcasting on stage. That's still something that, that I want to do. Um, and then that is how we transitioned to kind of this whole podcast production thing, which is where I'm at now. So do you have a specific question about that? Or do you just want me to go into that? No, I do want you to talk about that quite a bit. But before that, I, I want to get back to a couple of things you talk about from the, the business standpoint of, you know, you had the podcast and you, you put up this, this money, right, to have a quality sound, uh, to be professional. You built your own podcast studio, which is dope. I mean, it's amazing. I can't wait to get up there again and check it out because you've done even more stuff with it since I've been up there. And then, you're saying, okay, now the focus is the podcast, but we're going to have these other kind of arms and branches around it. And one of those would be, you know, the goods or the, the clothes, the swag, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. And you're right on the money with all of those things. Cause I've been experienced some of those myself in running my, my own business is you have to have, uh, the pre-order aspect was really smart, right? You don't want to spend $500, dollars on t-shirts and then now you've spent all this money and they're just sitting in your basement, right? So, so that's really important. Um, and then from a business standpoint, I mean, essentially you have capital expenses and operating expenses, right? And the operating expense would be your equipment, right? There is no podcast without your equipment at least on the level that you need it. You need that in order to run the show. The gear or the, or the clothes, I should say. 
capital expense. That's an expense that you're using in order to bring in capital for your business. And <laughs> so that better bring in some money, right? Otherwise you're, you're getting deep in a hole. And I think as anybody that's an entrepreneur, especially it's important to understand, you know, what are your capital expenses? What are the expenses that you make that should be bringing in revenue for your company? And then what are the operating expenses, the expenses that you need to make on a month to month or a year to year basis so that your company is is up and running? Like if you're, if you have a store, right, that could essentially be both an operating and a capital expense, right? You have to have the physical store, right? But also having the store is what allows you to bring in the, the capital, right? People are physically coming in there. But then there's other things that are strictly one or the other. Like when I buy basketball shoes to train and do all, do everything, that's an operating expense. There is no income that is from my shoe. I'm not sponsored from my shoe, but I need basketball shoes if I'm going to, to coach. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's just a little bit of a, like a business tangent right there, but I think it's really important for anybody that's, you know, whether you on a side hustle, you want to go full time that you really understand what are your capital, what are your operating expenses? And then what can you lean out to make sure that you're not spending more than you need to so that you can, you know, pay the bills or, or make a profit. That's, that's really important. Um, yeah. So I want to, well, I also want to remind people for those that haven't been following along for a really long time is that as I was doing all these things, I had a full-time job and so did my wife. This is pre pandemic before everybody lost their jobs. Um, and so as I was doing these things, like my wife saw that there was like an ember here, there was something that I was super passionate about. So she was gracious enough to a lot, like this might sound weird to people, but I run all my purchases past my wife. Like if it's more than 20, 30, 50 bucks, we're talking about it. And this was obviously one of those things. The, the more stuff I bought, all the lumber to build out the studio, like those weren't things I could sneak by her. And so she was gracious enough to allow me to do that. And then to say like, you know, but Taylor, I really would like this to all kind of make sense in the future financially. And so just to make that clear to people, as you're hearing about all these expenses, um, I was getting a regular paycheck. And then my wife, I've always said, was the actual breadwinner. She was making more than I was. And so that's also why, you know, we had the ability or I had the ability to purchase some of these things. You know, I wasn't um, going to the gun range every Saturday and spending hundreds of dollars shooting guns. I was buying podcast equipment, whatever it was. This was my hobby, but it was also something I was going to monetize, which I finally have. I'm real excited about uh, just to make that clear. No, that's, it's a really great point that you, you bring up. So, and, and I think to touch on that one more time in a slightly different area, if you're somebody who wants to have a side hustle or have a business, you talked about, you're talking with, with your spouse and, and making some of those decisions, whatever your financial situation is, needs to dictate some of the actions and the decisions that you make. Right. You both had full-time jobs. And so you were able to take some expenses on this, uh, you know, side business in a sense, right. It's not your main, your main source of, of income. You were able to do that. And I think as, as any entrepreneur, you have to look at your personal finances first and say, you know, what, what are the things that it costs me to live, whether that's student loans, rent, car payments. What are all these, these things that I have to use to, you know, to pay out, to keep a roof over my head, my family's head, continue to provide for them. That gives me an amount of money that I know I need every single month. If I understand those numbers, it makes my decisions so much easier on what I can or cannot afford to spend from a business standpoint, because you run the risk of putting a bunch of expenses up for a business and you may not get any capital in return and your family suffers on the other side of it. And so I, I can't emphasize enough how important it is that you have those conversations with, with your spouse and anybody else that is trying to start their own businesses. You got to make sure 
the people that you care about, that you love, are taken care of first. And then you can get into whatever it is that, that you're interested in, that you're, that you're passionate about. Talk to me about Cold Shower Media. The, the things that you have going on right now, you, you're like, hey, I'm really excited that I'm starting to turn a profit on some things. Tell us more. Yeah, this was one of those things that I was kind of uh, forced forced into in a way. It was something that I've wanted to do, you know, for about the last years. I, I've seen so many people that have said that they've wanted to start a podcast. Like you wouldn't believe, like you have a podcast uh, now for coaching, and then we also have our Kramer, or our Die Hard Hoops podcast where we talk about you know hoops and like believe it or not, but you're probably one or two out of 10 people that have talked to me about starting a podcast that actually did it. And that's not a knock on them. That just means that it's not important enough to them, right? They have other things that they're, that they're worried about. But I kept thinking like, there's so many people that are saying they want to start a podcast. So they're, and they're not, so there must be some barrier. And can I help remove that barrier? Are there people out there that their, their time means more to them than paying, having to pay somebody to do podcast production. So I wanted to be that dude. I wanted to be that guy that could help individuals, nonprofits, corporations start a podcast. And not everybody, not every company has someone on staff that can do that. Like there's probably a million IT guys that just get roped into trying to start a podcast for their company and they're all you know mad about it. They're like, that's not my thing. Um, and so I wanted to offer that, that service and say, whether you just need your audio touched up, like maybe there's somebody who knows enough about computers and recording equipment that they can get the audio file and they've, they've spoken into a mic and they have that, but there were kids running around in the background or a dog barking or uh, some machine running and the audio sounds like crap. Can they send that to me and I can fix it up and send it back to them and they would then pay me for that service? Or are there companies or people that are like, I have a slight idea of what I want to do with a podcast and I want it to benefit this type of demographic and bring in, you know, more, more people and kind of use it as a marketing tool, but I have no idea how to do it. Then they would pay me for the full scale production services. So that's where I'm helping format the show. I'm capturing the actual audio. I was in Pennsylvania last week doing this for a company where I'm, I'm on site and I'm actually hosting the show itself. Um, I've come up with the format for it and I'm capturing the audio. I took all my equipment and then I'm doing the post-production stuff too and piecing together the final product that that's released and I'm releasing it for them. So I'm the one that got them on Spotify and, and Apple podcast. And so that is what I'm, what I'm doing now is trying to, to gather up a group of clientele and, you know, putting them in order of, okay, they need this, uh, this type of service versus this type of service and how intensive that might be giving them quotes based on that, what my time is worth. And it's been really, really cool. And the reason I did that is because I was laid off from my job and I said, all right, let's give, let's just give yourself like six months to try to meet, um, to try to meet your old income from your other job. And so I wasn't under operating under the guise of I was going to be doubling or tripling my income right now. Although that is definitely possible in the next couple of years. I was just saying, let's just break even from where you were before. Nothing would change. Um, and if it doesn't work, you can always hit the job market again and, and rejoin the social work force. That's how cold shower media started. I was kind of shoved out the door from one, from one thing and into this opportunity. And I've caught a couple of lucky breaks since then. Like, you know, we have an uncle who had a project in mind and he, he decided to hire me for that. I am, I have no problem telling people that that was a big time break for me because I want people to know exactly what's happening in my operation. And I don't want them to think that just somehow magically I, I scored a contract from out of state. Um, no, I had connections and I knew people and I can either kind of feel bad about that or feel weird about that, which in some ways I did at first, or I can say, no, I'm just going to use this as a launch pad to the hundreds, if not thousands of other projects that I'm going to have in the future that never would have been possible had I not been laid off and had my uncle not taken a risk on me with this other project. You talked about losing your job. Um, and a lot of, a lot of people have, 
Um, you know, myself, I've been on and off unemployment throughout the, throughout the summer. What's the biggest lesson that you learned from losing your job? Oh man, I'm trying not to, to come off as too bitter because I don't, I don't want this to be that, that rah, rah type of entrepreneurial talk where, where I'm just railing people to, to go into business for themselves and be this person that makes all your decisions. Like, I don't want it to be that. Um, but it did give me some type of realization as a person that wants to be in business for themselves, that you can go get a degree and you can put the time in. I mean, I've been in the workforce for six years as a social worker. I don't know that I've ever taken a sick day, maybe one or two sick days. Um, and then still I was expendable in this way. And I honestly, I thought I was, I thought I was exempt from being expendable. And the reason I thought that is because I never was in social work for the money. And so you think that, Hey, if I'm not in this for the money, then I got to be in somebody's good graces and I must just be exempt from, from ever being laid off. No, that's not the case. There's always a bottom line. There's, um, you know, when something like a pandemic happens, you know, everybody, anybody could be on the chopping block. And so that was the thing that I had to realize. And you know, fortunately, I had wanted to do this anyway. I wasn't super heartbroken when they laid me off. I missed the connection that I have with some people. It took me about a week to get over that. And it's been full steam ahead since then. You talked about a little bit of the company that you're doing a, a podcast for. Um, can you go into any more detail as far as, you know, either what you're doing for them or some of the other stuff that you have going on already with what you produce in media? Yeah. So the big project that I'm working on right now, and I think I have you know, three or four clients, so I'm not going to name all of them, but um, is the big project is that there's this, this mortgage company and they're sponsoring an athlete that's competing in the world's strongest man competition, which is literally to become the world's, the strongest man in the world. And that's a pretty big deal. And so they wanted as part of their marketing efforts to, to do a podcast series on him. And after they'd listened to some of my stuff, uh, they realized that I would do a, a good enough job of kind of sitting down, having conversations with him, asking the right questions because he has an incredible story. Not only is he competing in the world's strongest man, but he's a survivor of a traumatic brain injury. And just to see him go from that to now competing in this competition has been really cool. And so that's what I'm doing through the course of four episodes. I'm telling his story. And we started at you know, when he was 16 and wanted to become a, a pro wrestler in the WWE. He was able to do that. He sustained an injury. And then it's been you know downhill and now uphill to competing in this competition. And that series will wrap up after he's competed in the competition. We'll be discussing you know how it went and different things like that. Uh, as far as the other projects, they've been you know, with local people here. I, I am in a ton of great circles of creatives and people that are in business for themselves too. And they have things that they want to say or things that they want to share. And so I'm able to facilitate, you know, their different, their different things that they want to share uh, and, and remove some of those pebbles, you know, out of their way. It seems like, especially in one, that company, I mean, that, that project sounds awesome. I listened to one of the episodes already. It's really interesting. And then secondly, in the Traverse City area, such a growing area, such a creative area, so many of the interviews that you've had with people locally, I mean, I get fired up about it and I never met them. There's like that, that company that they do a bunch of leather, leather stuff. And I don't know a thing about leather, not really my thing. Like Tay, if I was walking around with uh, some leather clothes, you would be on me, right? You'd be like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? but I love the podcast and I'm like, man, I hope whatever that company is, they do really, really well. And you have a bunch of guests um, that you've had on where I was like, that's probably not my, my thing, but that was a really awesome episode and I'm rooting for. Um, and lumber so and hide. lumber and hide, there you go. There you go. Um, so the, the thing is in that area, it seems like one, you can connect and help a lot of people get their word out. And then because you already have this big base of listeners in the Traverse City area, you can plug them on your episodes as well. So it's almost like sponsorship on yours, 
plus service for their own. I mean, if, if I'm in that area, especially I'm, I'm coming to you, but, um, moving on Tay, am I one of the only people that call you Tay? Oh, I'm trying to think, man. I don't know. I'd have to listen a little closer. Yeah. I answer to it. I have one friend who calls me Stevie. It's hmm. the only person in the world who calls me Stevie. That's um, besides, besides my grandma. No, mom really doesn't. Stevie. Okay. Um, but, uh, so j- just curious, best advice to someone who is trying to, you know, start their own business, especially in the areas that you've been playing around with, with media and online business. I think the best advice is to, is to be patient, but I don't mean be patient. Like sometimes people can mistake being patient for being lazy and they're like, yeah, it'll happen sometime. So I'll just chill for now. That's not the type of patience I'm talking about. I'm talking about like pushing, 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 but understanding that it might take a little bit longer than what you, what you hope. And so when I initially started the podcast, you know, I can't remember how many years ago, two, three years ago, you know, I, if you had told me, dude, you're going to kind of be toiling in the same job for the next three years, I would have been pretty upset about that. Uh, I would not have been happy, but I was able to withstand that and to continue to have to work that job. Um, because I knew that at the end of the day or before I was going into work that I was going to get to record a podcast. I was going to get to talk to people. I was going to get to design t-shirts or whatever it was. Um, and so it made those days kind of pass by and it's all part of the process. And so that's, that's my advice is like, be patient, but work like as hard as you can towards it. And I think how that looked for me is that I was patient. I was still working really hard. I went in some directions that, that didn't short, shorten my, my time for being, uh, employed and they weren't the directions that, that I should have gone necessarily, but it was all part of it. And then when I was laid off and had the, the opportunity to, to dedicate all my time to a project and making money through cold shower media, I was ready. Like I was ready. I'd been, I'd been conditioned, you know, for the last three years and I was, I was actually ready to, to step out on my own versus when I thought I was ready. So that's my advice. When you said patience, that's, that's so key, but there's a difference between patiently waiting and patiently preparing. And if you're patiently waiting, guess what? You're going to get left in the dust and someone else is going to smoke you, right? You got to patiently prepare. That's what you were doing, putting into work on a daily basis, whether, you know, you're, you're going from your nine to five. But before that, you're getting up early, you're staying up late, you're working on some of these other passion projects. That's where the payoff is. It's slow grow, right? That's what I've always said. If anything that's really going to be good, it's slow grow. Like I started my business in 2014. I had some form of a basketball business since 2008, right? From a basketball camp, a few clinics, some lessons. And I didn't know it was going to turn into a full-time thing, right? But that slow grow, like you're talking about with, you had this job, but you were looking forward to doing some of the other things that you're now doing every day. That teaches you a lot of lessons. Financially, you were able to still have income coming in while you were learning many of those lessons. And then in some way, shape or form, often we're put in a situation where, okay, now you can make a decision. And in in your case, a decision was made for you because of the pandemic. And then, you know, you say, okay, I'm going to give myself X amount of time to make this work based on the experience that I have, the knowledge that I have. And it's time for, you know, that patiently preparing type mindset to be like, all right, well, it's game time now. You know, and I always say plan, prepare, execute. Right. And, and we're always in some sense in all three of those phases, but it's cool to see the execution phase also finally come into fruition with what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and, well, the, uh, it doesn't stop either. Like now it just looks a little bit different. So yes, I'm, I'm out on my own, but I understand 
if I have like a lean five, six months, <laughs> I could be back in, in line looking for a job for somebody else. And so sure. it, it does not stop. And just, I know you got to go here in, in a second. Um, but also the way that it continues to, to play a role, what you just said in my life is that, you know, there's been podcast contracts in my town where I hear about them and they're like, yeah, they hired, you know, this person from, from wherever and they paid them, you know, this much. And I kind of hear about how much that person was getting. And I like grit my teeth. I'm like, that should have been me. And then you hear the podcast and it is so much better than what you could have done. And so you're like, oh, <laughs> that makes sense. That, that makes a lot of sense. But next year, if that contract comes up, you know, I'm going to be ready. Like I'm going to be prepared to, to say, hey, don't forget about me. I live right down the road. So let, let's give me a chance too. And so that's kind of how it, how it looks now versus when you're really trying to push towards going out on your own. A couple more questions before we finish up. Where do you go from this point today? It's October 21st. 2020, I always talk about having a vision. Where is the vision right now? So let's get, let's get crazy. Like for me, I'm always, I'm always thinking ahead. And some of the things that I'm thinking about are unrealistic. And that's because it's a dream. Like this is also a dream too. This isn't, you know, small thinking. And now what I see is expanding services. So like, can we start to start to build a team? Are there people, and whether that's me contracting people out to join my team for a little bit, or whether we're going to go into business together or whether I'm going to have actual employees someday, but I want to have a team of people that I can more or less lead. When I say lead like that, yeah, I I'm the person that started the company, but the, the employees that I hire, I want them to more know more about something that I hired them for than I do. And I want to be able to send them out and complete um, projects and different, different things that maybe I don't specialize in. And that's, that's my thing is like, I, I was just talking to our uncle and he, he was talking about his company and how he has 400 some employees. He's like, we have 400 some employees, 60% are married and 72% have kids. He's like, so actually there's not only 400 people depending on me, there's two or 3000. And I thought that that was really kind of a cool thing, a cool spot to be in is like, who can I go into business with or hire? And we can really do some incredible things and kind of depend on one another and have them depend on me. So that's my dream is to, to create a team and turn this into a true, like, like media company and media team. It's pretty awesome. And you know, you, the vision, the vision that you have, listen, visions change circumstances change. And so if you're listening to this and you want to go full-time and whatever, and it doesn't end up happening, does that make you a failure? Of course not. Of course it doesn't. Right. The, the goal is like we talked about in the beginning is, you know, you got this bag full of seeds and you're trying to make the world a better place, make a positive impact. That bag should be empty in whatever way, shape or form that, that you can make it. And if that turns into being your full-time job, great. If it doesn't, that's fine as well. But don't let that be an excuse for not getting the word out with something that you're really passionate about. Last question. You've talked about faith, especially in a handful of your more recent episodes. So what has God taught you most since you started the Cold Shower Podcast? Oh man. I don't think you sent me that one ahead of time. I didn't. You're right. <laughs> nice. Well done. <laughs> uh, every good podcast host should have a couple in the bag. Um, I think for me, like, as I mentioned, this started out of a lot, like this whole operation started out of the love that I have for other people, but it's also led me to, to lacking love for a lot of people. And the biggest thing that he's taught me is like, to continue to keep that in mind. Like if everybody is created in the image of God, then we need to treat them that way. And I'm not saying that I'm getting people on the podcast that I, that I disagree with or that I, um, that I dislike, like, no, I'm trying to at least like the person that I'm sitting across the table from. Uh, but it's the other people that I might be interacting with on a daily basis 
is I have to look through it through the lens of, of cold shower and saying, Hey, you kind of, you are a bit of a public figure and you say that you have, you know, this, these values that you're founding your, your business on, you need to treat people properly. But more importantly, I need to be filtering that through my faith. And that's what God asks of us every day is to treat everybody like they're created in the image of God because they are. And whether you like that person, you don't like that person, you disagree with them, you hate their politics, it doesn't matter. You have to, you have to think through that lens first. And he's reminded me of that throughout is like, as you're going into this conversation, don't forget to filter it through your faith. Uh, as you're approaching this business relationship, don't forget to filter it through your faith. As you're interacting with someone uh, that's you know, throwing a fit in the grocery store, don't forget to filter it through your faith. That's the biggest lesson. And that's something that uh, took me a little bit to learn, to be honest. That's really good that you, you, know, you painted that picture of you know, God's vision, that, that lens, that filter first. Instead of, cause, cause often I know myself included, you know, we'll go through a day, certain things will happen. Some I'm happy about some I'm not happy about and the things, especially that I'm not so happy about. I'll go through a bunch of different lenses before I get to God's lens. And that's a great reminder for me as we finish this out is that should be the, the first lens is I'm trying to look at as much as I can through God's eyes to see that this person is a child of God, that I am a child of God. We're all very imperfect human beings in every single way. Right. And that, you know, thankfully his love, right. Shines through everything. Um, and, and so that's, that's a great message to finish out the show today. I want to, um, just acknowledge you for everything that, that you continue to do um, as, as your, your big brother. I'm proud to, to see you continue to grow, continue to develop and, and all the different, you know, entrepreneurial ventures that, that you're doing um, and continue to, to follow your heart and, and your passions. Um, you know, just, just keep it up. Congratulations on a hundred episodes, man. I'm looking forward to the next hundred. And, um, you know, no matter where the, the podcast goes, you know, I encourage you to just keep reminding yourself that if you continue to sow good seeds, right, sooner or later, you may never see the positive impact that that has on somebody else. But because you sowed those seeds, they're there. They're there. They're, they're still planted with whoever it is that had the, the opportunity to listen to one of your episodes. Dude, I appreciate that uh, more than you know. I think you were on my my first episode, and so now to bring it all the way back around to this one is is so important. And uh, I always talk about how happy I am that that you're not only my brother, all my brothers. That you're not only a brother. It's it's pretty easy to have a brother, uh, but you're also such a great friend. And that that's the actual choice that you and I have made is to also be great friends. So, listeners, if you got a brother or sister, don't let them just be a brother or sister be friends with them too. I appreciate it so much, man. And, uh, especially, you know, your guidance too, through, through this business venture. Absolutely. Anything you need, let me know. All right. Hey, thank you guys for listening. Steve, you did a great job of uh, hosting, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you guys. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.